Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Sal Vetri Show. The DFS clip you're about to hear originally aired on my YouTube channel. And before we get into it, you can leave a five-star review. If you can subscribe, download to the podcast, like and share, whatever you have to do, I greatly appreciate that. Helps the podcast out a lot. Helps us reach more people. What I would hope is this beneficial content. So welcome and enjoy. Welcome to the Sal Vetri Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the channel. It is currently 5.47 a.m. East Coast time. It is Thursday, October 24th, and we have a three-game NBA slate tonight. Not the greatest size. If you like, if you know me or if you play NBA DFS, you know anything really below five or really six is not the greatest of slates to be playing on in terms of having high volume because your skill set is not as much needed compared to the public where you can differentiate between players, lineup construction, you're picking between a very small group of players, so is the public, so it's really hard to get different and get different in an optimal way. Anyways, if you're new here, welcome to the channel. My name is Sal Vetri. I do indeed cover daily fantasy sports in the NFL, MLB, WNBA, and the NBA right here. It is back streets. Uh, if you want to get more exclusive content from me, it's linked up down below. My NBA model is up on Patreon, as well as a ton of stuff, about 25 to 30 hours per week of the content going up there for the NFL and NBA now on Patreon. You can check out all the details linked down below, as well as you can follow me on all my social medias, Salvetri on Instagram, on Facebook page, and as well on Twitter at DFS. You can follow me over there. Yesterday was a fantastic night, and the one thing that I want to reinforce, reinforce, because there's people that are playing NBA for the first time, do not watch my video and then set your lineup and not do anything else for the day. No, that is not how you do this. If you were not paying attention and you got in a whole hour to change your lineups last night, most of the time you have like three minutes in the NBA. With these new rules, you got a whole hour to know that Jimmy Butler is not playing last night. And that guys like Justice Winslow, if you were watching on our live stream last night on our Patreon exclusive live stream, uh, you know that he was just an absolute smash play in terms of point per minute production, not having Jimmy Butler there, not having Deion Waiters there. Um, he was going to have a fantastic, obviously, uh, no Dwayne Wade retiring. So like his point per minute with all those guys never being there on the court, um, just absolutely skyrockets. And when he did, we went out and he scored 49.5 points. You have to pay attention. If you were somebody who watched my video and put in Christian Wood and then came back to me in the comments and said, what happened with Christian Wood? I lost all my money. You were not paying attention and not see Markeith Morris was ruled in instead of out as beat writers were expecting him to be out. He was ruled in, made Christian Wood just a backup player and not a 30-minute player. Um, you have to be paying attention to these minutes. Uh, if you were somebody... That was lucky enough to have both two of um, the 70-point burgers last night in your lineups between um, Andre Drummond, monster when there's no Blake Griffin on the slate yet again tonight. He's going to be of interest. Uh, Kyrie Irving and or, um, if you had all three of these, it's pretty crazy, but uh, Carl Anthony Towns, all of them go for 70-plus points. All of them go for 73-plus points. Absolutely great night last night on an 11-game slate. Lots of ways to get different. Um, Back-to-back positive nights for starting in the NBA. I love this sport. It is just, if you put the hard work in, it is a good sport. Um, If you play the right contests, you can do very, very well in this sport. So without further ado, let's get into it. We'll break down the injury news that you need to know about. We will then go into the target offense sheet, look at some of these matchups, how these teams match up, um, and then look at the best environments. And then I'll look at some early interests as of right now where we are 13 hours before lock i will ask you quickly if you're listening on the audio version what's up how those ears doing if you're watching on the video version if you leave a five-star rate and review you will be entered into one of three people to get a 25 dollars entry into the fantasy draft main event this weekend it is three hundred fifty thousand dollar prize pool um, and that is their main contest on fantasy draft one of three people will get a free entry who leave a 
rate and review on the podcast is linked up down below. If you're listening on the podcast, it takes a couple seconds. If you can subscribe to the podcast, hit the five-star review and leave a review. It takes about 30 seconds of your time, and that is the best thing for reach. The more reviews I get, the more people um, it will actually show it to on the Apple Podcast platform, and then that kind of branches off to all the other platforms. So I really appreciate that. Hit the subscribe button. We just crushed to 13,300 subscribers. Appreciate each and every one of you. Check out Patreon and the exclusive content if you are so interested in that. The projections are indeed updated right up until lock. So, the yes, the news on uh, Jimmy Butler being out yesterday was reflected in showing Justice Winslow as by far the best play in the 5K range. Um, with that said, let's get into the injury news. So, Atlanta, they have some injury news they're dealing with. Cam Reddish, uh, he's going to play. He's going to start, but he's on a 25-minute limit. We don't want that. Look, he's he's 3,600, but we don't want the minute limit. Um, 25 minutes for a guy who's $3,600 against Detroit. You actually have to think about it, in my opinion. Um, he should be an exciting young player, uh, but they have him on this minutes limit. He was kind of monitored throughout the preseason, really, uh, on a strict note. But $3,600, what can you get from him in 25 minutes? You can get a decent amount from a guy in 25 minutes at 3600 So is he a complete no today? No, he, he should still be kind of kept on people's radars. You just have to know that like a ceiling game from him isn't as much there as he him just being a guy that gets you there with like 25 points. And that's if he's averaging a point per minute production, of course, which is much higher um, than the average NBA player, especially for a young player. Kevin Herter, not a guy I really want to play at 4,100. He's going to be on a 15-minute limit off the bench. So if you're playing on or if you're planning on entering a lot of lineups, I would just exclude Kevin Herter from your lineups. Not a very good point-per-minute producer anyways. Had a 16.2 usage rate last year. He played 27 minutes, but now they're going to be damn near cut in half coming off the bench. More times than not, he probably scores you right around 8 to 10 fantasy points, if that, in this performance. I would just exclude him from the player pool. And Alan Crabb is supposed to miss 2 to 6 weeks for Atlanta with a knee injury. I'm supposed to be back by mid to the mid-November to end of December. Very weird timetable on that. Uh, and then, yeah, let's get into Detroit. Blake Griffin, he's going to be out for the first few weeks. You already know that. We saw what happened last night. They're on a back-to-back Detroit. Um, Andre Drummond just goes absolutely nuclear last night, 78 fantasy points, almost 80, I believe. That's just what he does. He had over 20 rebounds. He had 30 points. That's exactly what Andre Drummond does. Not that exact performance, but like 50-plus fantasy points is almost a lock at this point. Like 45-plus is like almost a lock at this point for Andre Drummond when there's no Blake Griffin. Now, the concern is that he's on a back-to-back. Do they limit his minutes? I would say that's definitely a concern with Drummond. But on the second game of the year, on the second day of the season, I think, if anything, he's probably more fresh. But we'll see how they approach it based on the news we get. And then Markeith Morris will also be impacted by that. He'll be starting at power forward, I would imagine, once again tonight. This is an interesting spot. So, yes, Derrick Rose played well last night. We were slightly interested in Derrick Rose, especially if Luke Kennard was going to be out. He wasn't. But the reason Derrick Rose played so well and had over 30 fantasy points was Reggie Jackson left that game for a while. Um, he, re- he left that game on a back injury. They have yet not yet reported it on DraftKings, and I really hope they don't. I imagine that they will, but he left that game on a back injury. And if I had a guess on a back-to-back, especially after picking up the win in the first night and seeing how well Derrick Rose played, I would just not play Reggie Jackson from Detroit. Dealing with a back injury, that's something that can flare up. And if you only give it like 20, not even 24 hours to kind of heal, you're giving it like 20 hours to heal, there can be major issues there. So yeah, Derrick Rose is going to be one of the better plays on this slate. Even if Reggie Jackson is in, I have interest in Derrick Rose. But if Reggie Jackson is out, yeah, the starting point guard um, with really no depth behind him and a, a score first, not a pass first point guard, I like that out of Derrick Rose for sure. For Golden State, Kevon Looney is questionable. He says he's 95% sure he'll play with a hamstring. Glenn Robinson the third is actually going to be the projected starter at small forward tonight. You'll probably have Draymond Green at the power forward spot. Um, and then you'll have D'Angelo Williams as a, or D'Angelo Russell as a shooting guard. And then Steph as the point guard, of course. Um, yeah, these Golden State Warriors obviously dealing with a ton of injuries. They lose DeMarcus Cousins. They lose Kevin Durant in free agency. Now there are reports that Clay Thompson is going to miss the whole year. Willie Cauley-Stein is expected to be out for who knows when. There's really no timetable on his return. So lots of guys are dealing with injuries there. It's a totally different team, which leaves guys like Steph, D'Angelo Russell, and Draymond, the main pieces to kind of pick up what's left there. 
And I really like Draymond, at least for the start of this year. I think he's going to be a 9K player at some point this season, and he's going to continue to be underpriced until then. Uh, look, you have no Kevin Durant next to Draymond anymore. No DeMarcus Cousins like you did for portions of the year last year. It's going to be a spot where he can dominate the boards down low, even with the Kavon Looney. He's going to be the more dominant guard. He's obviously a guy who assists and gets blocks and steals, and then he's going to have to score more this year. He's just going to have to. Like D'Angelo Russell can close in and fill up some of Clay Thompson's scoring uh, drop-off, but where is the scoring drop-off going to go from Kevin Durant? You're not going to have Glenn Robinson the third take over that at small forward. They also dropped or they released and waived Alfonso McKinney, which I thought McKinney was I thought was interesting, but that just makes more way for Glenn Robinson's minutes at the three for one him to secure that job and then then to stay stable. Houston no real impacts here for injuries. Austin Rivers and Russell Westbrook are probable. Gerald Green, these are like rotational players. Gerald Green and Nene are both going to be out. Green with a broken foot and Nene with an adductor. I don't really know what that is. Paul George is, again, once again, he's supposed to be out for a few weeks now. Um, so he's $8,000, but he's going to be out. He missed the season opener. He'll be out for more games after this with a shoulder injury that he had surgery on. And then Eric Bledsoe is probably expected to start. Been dealing with an, a rib injury, a point guard from Milwaukee. So that's the six teams today. Let's get into the target offense sheet. We'll blow this up a little bit more for the viewers at home. And if you're listening on the podcast, on the video versions on YouTube, there is indeed like a little screen drop behind me um, where we can see all these numbers. If you are interested, uh, you can take a screenshot, whatever you want to do. This is also available. Um, this is uh, just a separate sheet that I gave. Obviously, it's free on YouTube if you screenshot it, but just for better quality and a downloadable Excel version uh, on Patreon. Um, it's in the same thing that I do with my projections and, and that sort of thing. So what you see here is you see... Um, a couple of nice pace spots. All these teams are projected for a decent pace because Atlanta was, what, the highest pace or top two pace team in the league last year. They're going to face Detroit, who is one of the slower pace teams, but that's going to always propel it forward when your team is 106.4 pace from last season. And honestly, there's no reason for them to slow down. Um, they pick up a rookie who's just going to increase the pace in the guard position. Still have Trey Young, still have John Collins. His team is still going to run, and that's exactly what they want to do is try and just wear teams down in the fast break. Houston versus Milwaukee. Milwaukee was one of the fastest paced teams last year. Houston, again, below average, but again, it's going to be propelled upwards. And then the game that's probably going to be by far the fastest pace is the Warriors and the Clippers. Um, we'll see how the Warriors play this year, right? No Kevin Durant, no Clay Thompson. Do they really want to just be running up and down the court? Do they think that they can sustain that? I don't know, but the Clippers definitely want to. <laughs> the Clippers, without a doubt, I, even after watching what they did with um, the Lakers, they definitely want to continue, even with no Paul George, to just run up and down the court. That game starts at 10.30. That's your late-night hammer. The highest total on the slate is going to be Houston, 116.75, then Milwaukee, 114.75. Well, those teams are playing each other, so when that happens, it's by far going to be the highest total on the slate. The game to target on a three-game slate, if you're just trying to play like five or six players from it and hope it goes into overtime, would be Houston and Milwaukee at a 231.5 uh, team total. There is obviously, or game total, there's obviously great pieces in this between Giannis and now Russell and Westbrook and James Harden. And then there's secondary pieces that are very meh, honestly. Um, like Eric Bledsoe is a decent price point. Brooke Lopez is okay at his price point. Middleton's probably where he should be priced, but maybe a little bit expensive relative to the slate. So even on a three-game slate, I don't recommend just loading up on one team. The main reason you are is because you're trying to have hit the off chance that it goes into overtime and the other games don't, and you get an extra five to ten, maybe double overtime minutes of production out of your starters, uh, which then you can continue to jump people as they just don't have that many PMR players minutes remaining as you do now that you have a little bit of a bonus. But um, yeah, there's no specific game that I like to target. This slate just has pieces that I like to target, pieces from Detroit, pieces from Atlanta, um, Golden State, definitely there's pieces there. Uh, Clippers, it, there's not one team that stands out as, wow, they have a lot of great plays today. Honestly, it's pretty distributed, one or two across the board. If you're looking at last year's um, just defense versus position, uh, the Clippers were terrible. The Clippers on their opening night weren't awful. We saw Machos Harrow play a ton of minutes in the, into the mid-30s, which you don't usually see him do, but he, he held his own um, playing a lot of those minutes at the center position, but they're still not 
great. But the problem is Golden State doesn't have a it doesn't have any bigs to really solve that issue. Um, Kavon Looney is not scaring me. There's no more DeMarcus Cousins. Then the other spot you would target, uh, Milwaukee was pretty poor against centers last year. So Houston and Clint uh, Capella, they really didn't do anything to sure that up. They got Robin Lopez, of course, but Brooke Lopez should still be the guy who starts. Brooke Lopez is not the greatest of defenders, more so used as obviously the stretch three that would knock down any big three-pointer last year. And then Atlanta, Atlanta last year, and they did nothing to improve that. Trey Young, one of the worst defensive players, the reason he didn't win rookie of the year or come anywhere near it was because Luka actually played defense and played decent defense, whereas Trey Young, one of the worst defensive players in the entire league. So when you have today a guy like Derrick Rose potentially going to be starting if Reggie Jackson's out then yes Derrick Rose becomes a fantastic play not only because of the usage he'll have but because he'll be facing Trey Young who has just been absolutely uh, a booty at defending uh, on defense in his one year career so far um, other guys that stand out are Marquise Morris if he starts again against Atlanta John Collins was a poor defender last year at the four he's going to be playing banged up today um, and then DeAndre Drummond obviously I mean DeAndre Drummond against whoever Atlanta is going to be throwing out there Alex Len is eh at best, like eh, at best, it's going to be uh, a difficult matchup for sure. So let's get into some of the early interests that I have for this three-game slate. And honestly, I hooked you all up because there's a lot of early interests on here. Now, these are not my picks, right? I think that's very corny. I wouldn't be putting this much time into it to give you picks. These are at 6 a.m. in the morning early interests. As you saw last yesterday on the early interests, I don't know, 30% or 20% of those guys were no longer should even be playable because, yes, Markeith Morris played, so Christian Wood was not playing. Um and this and that like whatever happens people get injured so the 5k range whoever i had on there yesterday should have been ran over to justice winslow obviously i can't put justice winslow on my early interest at six in the morning yesterday because he wasn't an interest until the jimmy butler news broke so if you do want like all those updates over on patreon i do update my projections we do have a discord if you are a priority or hall of fame member and all these things were announced into the discord um last night seemed like a very good night all around so far from what i'm seeing from the people who stayed up late in discord um, so yeah, let's get into some of these early interests subject to change, of course, and these are not the only players that would be in a player pool, not even close. If I'm playing a lot of tournaments, um, these are players that just stand out to me for one reason or another. Uh, Giannis, he should be standing out to you for one reason or another, the highest price player on the slate. Um, yes, he has players on his team still. I know Brogdon's gone. You're going to have Middleton. You're going to have blood. So who can cut into his production per se? I'm going to go into Houston where they do have people who can actually defend him to an extent. Um, but there's really nobody who can actually just lock down and take away Giannis. I mean, Kawhi Leonard had some success at doing it. Um, but at the end of the day, you're going to have, what, a Clint Capella, and who's really just a stand-up and straight-up jump defender and not really off-the-ball defender. And then you're going to have a P.J. Tucker, who is a very good defender in his own right, but not sure Giannis is the type of per- monster that he can really handle. And that's not a thing against P.J. Tucker. That's just more so to the skill set of Giannis. Yes, I do have interest in Giannis at 10-3, if you can make it work. I don't think you have to squeeze him into your lineups because you do have other studs in the slate. But I do think he's a priority if you're playing something like a cash game. Andre Drummond should be a priority as well. Andre Drummond's price point goes down. Look, look, look. Ready? Oh, Andre, you scored 78 points last night? Yeah, we're going to bump you down $100. You didn't get to 80. That's pretty much what they're saying here. Look, Andre Drummond last year was scoring almost 46 fantasy points a game. So if he's $9,000 on this slate, I still love him. Now you're telling me that Blake Griffin's out. Andre Drummond, since the beginning of last year, factoring in last night, is now scoring close to 1.5 fantasy points per minute. 1.5 fantasy points per minute on average so yes if you let him play 30 minutes that's 45 fantasy points on average and he's going to play more than 30 minutes he's probably going to play on average last year he played 33 and a half so that's him scoring over 50 points on average when Blake Griffin's not in the lineup in a whole one-year sample that's a lot of time now I know Griffin didn't miss the whole year but there was a lot of games last year where Griffin did miss look I get it Drummond's on a back-to-back but it's his second game of the season and if we don't get any news I'm just going to assume that Andre Drummond is going to play 34 minutes again 34 plus um i'm not too worried about back-to-backs on the second day of the year i don't think they'll be that aggressive with 
with it, especially when Blake Griffin's out. Like, if you're going to just sit drumming on the second game of the year and there's no Blake Griffin, you're pretty much conceding defeat against an Atlanta team that um, is an easy victory, especially for a team in Detroit that barely made it into the playoffs last year. So Drummond is, yeah, he's a smash play. You saw what he did last night. It's not point chasing. It should always be rostered if there's no Blake Griffin and he's below 8,500 or below even 9,000. Lou Williams played, he played huge minutes. Um, I don't know if this was just a factor of the game and it was a really big up game in LA against the Lakers in the first game of the season, Um, but he played huge minutes. I think he played 37 or 38 minutes. And he did Lou William things. Um, they're going to need that scoring, though. Like, there's no Paul George. You have, obviously, Kawhi Leonard who can score. But Pat Bev is more defensive-minded. He's not going to score. Landry, Landry Shamit is a quality just player to have in your rotation, even starting lineup. But he's not a score-first guard. He's, he's more so just a, or even a forward, small forward. He's more so just a, a really defender out there, and he can do good things and space the floor for you. But a guy like Lou Williams, he's going to be your, obviously, primary second, if not first option, even with Kawhi out there. So $6,700 for Lou Williams in a matchup now against Golden State, where um, they are overall going to be a very bad defensive team. You're going to have Steph out there. He's fine. Draymond, obviously fantastic. But then Kevon Looney, meh. Glenn Robinson the third, uh. And then D'Angelo Russell, not known for his defense. And then everybody else behind those players, yeah, it's going to be scary. The Golden State Warriors are going to go from one of the best defensive teams when Kevin Durant was there last year and Klay Thompson, one of the best, if not the best two-way defender in the entire league with right there with Kawhi, to now one of the worst. So Lou Williams is probably, for the most part, going to be matched up against guys like D'Angelo Russell when he's in there or just backup guards. So $6,700 for Lou Williams. I'll take that in a game that has a very nice overall pace and environment. Uh, Montrezl Harrell, he played big minutes as well. And I think he's going to continue to play decent sized minutes. Like if you get 28 minutes out of Montrezl Harrell at 6,100, you love that. He played the mid-30s in the last game. Um, so $6,100 for this guy who you can slide into a power forward spot. And he played a lot of center minutes. I like that. Also, in, in speaking of minutes, my minutes projections. So really, I'll have minutes projections done after this video. And then my overall three-game slate projections will be out sometime before, right around 11 or so, maybe even earlier at 10 a.m. Uh, Jermichael Green at 3,400. So last game, Patrick Patterson started. I told people in Discord, I don't think that matters too much. Like Patrick Patterson, I would not play him. He's not great. He's probably just a spot start. He played a good amount of minutes, 17. Jermichael Green played 19. Jermichael Green got there on 19 minutes because he was only like, he was in like the $3,000 range, I think. If Jermichael Green ends up starting this game, I like him a lot at 4,400. If he doesn't start, it's a bit risky. Like he, he did well in the last game, but only on 19 minutes. So if he doesn't score 12 points in 19 minutes, which he's not going to do consistently, um, then it's a bad performance. Uh, Russell Westbrook and James Harden. So they're both reduced down in price, right? It's very rare you see James Harden at 9,700. It's very rare you see Russell Westbrook at 8,900. There's an obvious reason for that. There's a concern that they're going to cut into each other. Without a doubt, Russell Westbrook's assist numbers are going to go down this year because James Harden is a very ball-dominant guard. You saw it happen with Chris Paul last year. He had the lowest assist rates really in his career. James Harden's overall price is going down because they're expecting his overall scoring to go down because you're bringing in not Chris Paul anymore, who's okay with scoring like 15 points a game. You're bringing in Russell Westbrook, who wants to score 25 points a game. Um, So what do you do here? I mean, in the preseason, we saw James Harden just dominate and we saw Russell Westbrook continue to be uh, ineffective. So I prefer James Harden. I know he's $800 more, but that's really not that much. I prefer James Harden over Russell Westbrook. But look, if you want to get to either of them, that's completely fine. In terms of the studs on this slate, guys who are $8,000 or above, my priorities right now, uh, unless we get any other news, if there's no news on Andre Drummond being limited on a back-to-back, my priorities are Andre Drummond, Giannis, James Harden, then Russell Westbrook, in that order. Um, And I'll just leave it at that. Derrick Rose, 5,400, smash play. 
Um, it, smash play if Reggie Jackson is out. He's going to have a fantastic matchup against Atlanta. Honestly, I like Derrick Rose either way. I think you continue to see him play mid to upper tiers in the 20s in minutes. Um, and then if Reggie Jackson is out, he's going to play 30-plus minutes and be the primary point guard going up against Trey Young, who is just an absolute potato on defense. Glenn Robinson III is only 3,200. Look, he might not play a ton of minutes, um, and he's going to have a pretty scary matchup against Montrez Harrell at points. $3,200, though, for a guy who's starting. And if he's starting in this rotation where they're already lacking players due to injury, right? Willie Cauley-Stein, one of the bigs, is down. They let McKinney go. Uh, they are obviously no Kevin Durant this year. They're very much lacking bigs and, and not even just bigs. He's going to start the small forward because you have Draymond, but just lacking any sort of depth in the forward positions. I think he's almost forced to play 25 plus minutes. And at 3,200, you're just going to find your way into enough points at that point. I do like him a lot. Draymond Green at 7,100. It's really tough to not want to prioritize Draymond Green on a slate where we already talked about how depleted this Warriors team is. It's Steph, it's Draymond, and it's D'Angelo Russell. And those first two, or, or those other, the, the, the Steph and D'Angelo Russell are obviously point guard and shooting guard. Closer to the rim, it's all Draymond. He's going to have to suck up all the usage in terms of just rebounding blocks and then obviously post scoring or just any sort of putback opportunities are going to be basically through Draymond. Kevon Looney has not been the greatest of NBA players in his short um, couple of seasons in the NBA. He's just been a guy who kind of is very meh and makes your team, um, but doesn't really make it better. Draymond Green is going to elevate. I'm going to have to elevate, especially in the scoring side of things, if this Warriors team wants to stay competitive. Really tough draw they get today. P.J. Tucker, I only put him on here because he's another guy in the 3K range who should see. He's always been a guy who sees like 30 to 30, really 35 minutes or so. Tons of big minutes. Really out there for his defense, if anything. I imagine he stays out there. It'll be a mismatch. Giannis just has so much height on him. But I imagine he at least stays out there to try and guard some of Giannis. 3,900 could back his way into points. I prefer Glenn Robinson for $700 cheaper. Alex Len is center only, but he has a fine matchup against Detroit. Like, Andre Drummond's obviously scary, but not the greatest of, nowhere near the greatest of um, defensive centers. Alex Len is now going to be the primary starter with Dwayne Dedman in Sacramento. Um, and I do like Alex Len at 5,500. The only concern is he takes up your center spot, but that's okay on a slate where it's really just Andre Drummond and Alex Len in terms of centers that you like it's only it's really just Andre Drummond today in centers that are a pay up viable. Um, you don't have to worry about oh I don't have enough for two pay up centers like last night with Towns and Drummond. Then you don't want to play cheap centers because you can't afford one of those guys because you can only fit two center only players into your lineup. Uh, John Collins is seventy three hundred. I prefer Draymond for two hundred dollars cheaper. I probably even prefer Lou Williams for four hundred or six hundred dollars cheaper. But Collins is at least worth mentioning. He's questionable, but he's going to play. He's going to be uh, a full go, I imagine. Um, and it's just a spot where this team is Trey Young and John Collins, and we saw John Collins start to slowly come on towards the end of last year, missing a ton of games with injury. The second half of the year, he really shined. $7,300. He's not my main priority in that range, but he's a guy who's in play. And then Brooke Lopez. He's the third interest at center tonight. For me, it's Andre Drummond. Then it's Alex Len. Then it's Brooke Lopez. We know what Brooke Lopez can do. If Brooke Lopez gets hot in a game that should see a ton of points, right? The highest total on the slate, um, two highest team totals on the slate, so it leads to the highest game total, of course. Do the math a little bit there. But Brooke Lopez at 5,800, we know what he can do. If he gets hot, if he knocks down three threes like he was consistently doing last year, hitting like two threes a game, then, yeah, you're going to have Brooke. And he was doing it from like, I don't know, three feet behind the three-point line. Absolutely nuts. Then, yeah, you're going to have a good Brooke Lopez game. Because, yes, he's a little bit scoring dependent, but obviously he's a center, so he'll get you those rebounds. Um, he's actually active in terms of um, just turnovers in general or creating turnovers. So 5,800 is fine. So that's where I'm at right now. Look, this is like a 14-player list. Um, it's going to be changing. It will be changing, and projections will be up on Patreon. You can check that out, as well as all my NFL content. There's affordable packages over there. Really appreciate all the support, everybody out there. Thank you so much to everybody on the podcast version. If you can please leave a five-star rate and review. helps me go a long way. 
And if you're watching on the video version, if you could hit a like on this video and a subscribe button helps me. And then if you have the time to do the link down below, check out my uh, Patreon exclusive content or anything else that might be down there, the podcast, if you want to enter that contest as well. I will also leave a link for the Drafters Listener League. I've only promoted it at the end of these videos. If anybody's interested in the NFL Drafters Listener League, I think there's like one spot left or two spots left. You can get in there. It's a $5 buy-in. I'm in there. We'll be drafting on 10 a.m. at Saturday. It'll take like 10 minutes to draft. Um, You just draft a team of like five or six guys uh, for the Sunday or yeah for the sunday games and we go from there so thank you for tuning in you can follow me on twitter at salvage dfs hopefully this information was beneficial to you comment down below who is the number one player that you want to be rostering tonight doesn't matter the price range doesn't matter the position who is the number one player that you are going out of your way to roster and why thank you for tuning in my name's sal you already know that peace out gang i hope you enjoyed that podcast and before you go if i can get you to subscribe and follow the podcast download a few if you wish But if you enjoyed this podcast, if you could please subscribe, helps me out, helps support it. So thank you so much, and I will see you in the next one.